Burn After Noticing, your watch-through podcast of Burn Notice by two guys who have never seen the show before. One of those guys is talking right now, and his name is Josh, and the other one is about to talk, and his name is Paul. Yeah, that's right. I'm Paul. You're bringing a lot of DJ Shake energy to uh, to the pod <laughs> today. I don't know. Have you been hanging out with DJ Shake? Common misconception. I'm not him. Everybody says I'm him, and that they're. I was wrong. just wondering if you were hanging out with him, but now you're making me even more suspicious. So, I don't even uh, hear him because I I contract him through an agent, so I've never even heard his voice outside of the uh, streams on KBZZ TV. It appears my "I am not DJ Shake" T-shirt has caused more questions than it's answered. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have ordered that. That's an illegal. If you go to tpublic.com/burn after noticing, um, and you see that T-shirt, that's wrong. It's false. I am not DJ Shake. DJ Shake has been burned. Yeah, he's fucking dead to me. But we've got, <laughs> you know, this is the um, second episode in our um, maybe inaugural um, Chris Fest, where we have two back-to-back uh, guests named Chris. Chris Fest! <laughs> it's Chris Fest. We're, we're closing out Chris Fest with another great Chris. Uh, you could find them on Twitter at uh, Chris M. Vera, as well as uh, on the Chris Plus Network. That's on twitch.tv slash Chris underscore M underscore Vera. It's Chris Vera. How are you doing, Chris? Hey, Josh. Hey, Paul. Chris, it's so nice of you to join us. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate this episode of... Uh... Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, that's a weird thing. Do you, though? Oh, boys. Uh, this was an episode. Yeah, right. as we'll talk about. This was an episode of uh, Burn Notice. This was episode six, which was... Um... Uh, unpaid debts was the name of this one unpaid debts and it's really weird this episode's called unpaid debts and it doesn't have nate weston thank you yeah Uh, so before we get into nate weston and the uh, extended burn notice cast uh chris what is your familiarity with this show prior to this uh, episode you've watched oh uh none i've never watched the show i've i heard of it of course because you watch wrestling you've heard of all these uh, USA <laughs> Network shows. Oh, I love it. That's a very similar story to mine that I've told you before. Yeah. Yeah. All of us that watch Monday Night Raw um, anytime between 2007 and 2016 saw Burn Notice commercials. Yeah, you saw Burn Notice and then Royal Pains and then Ooh, yeah. uh, the Suits, of course. Suits, Psych. <laughs> I think monk. both Chris's we've had on have said the exact same thing where they, their familiarity was just through wrestling promos. Man, I would did, was uh were, were Bruce Campbell and uh, Jeffrey Donovan ever on Raw as like a cross promo? Because USA Network does that with a lot of their cast for shows. Like the fucking Chrisleys were on SmackDown once. Um, Grumpy Cat was on. Oh yeah, of course. Char- I mean, characters are welcome um, on Monday Night Raw. It's something we're gonna have to research there because I would have loved to see Bruce Campbell cut a promo in the in the ring. Man, holy shit! Do you imagine? Uh, was it the well the closest would be dr phil i think dr phil has a bruce oh yeah dr phil has been on raw jesus he (laughs) was not bad he was okay he was like all right well i mean he is a shameless huckster perfect to uh you know be a worker in the business there brother yeah like all wrestlers it's like all wrestlers except for the ones that um i like and are nice to me at shows you guys are all very cool shout out nick gage mdk (laughs) Yeah, those are people. I don't. I, no, yeah, I saw. No, they're all good. It's, I saw Nick Gage last night at AAW, and a guy bought him a hot dog. We uh, exchanged a handshake. Little brother ate a hot dog. That's how you bond, man. That's a fucking hot. 
eating hot dogs eating hot dogs with wrestlers did you uh, meet in the middle with like your lips and stuff like did you guys go on the either side of the hot dog <laughs> um yeah. nick gage has been to prison for like a long time so i'm oh. gonna not <laughs> say no <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, he, you can tell nick i know gage nothing having... about him <laughs> the nick gage have any fun bank robbery stories yeah uh, i didn't again i did not ask <laughs> I will never, I will absolutely never talk about my conversation with Nick Gage on this podcast. Uh, but needless to say, That's he's a, a very, very cool dude. Uh, support indie wrestlers and give them all of your money. Cool. Yes, yes. Absolutely. We love it. Uh, but yeah, I know I had a really great time at uh, AAW last night. Saw some awesome wrestling, had some nice times, ate some good hot dogs. Uh, that's I mean you might sell me on wrestling for hot dogs. I do like hot dogs. Oh man, we can we get some great uh, hot dogs at the uh, wrestling shows. If you follow me on Twitter, um, I retweet the guy who uh, does the hot dogs outside of most of the shows in Chicago. Really, really good stuff. There's mm. me plugging Boogie Dog Chicago. <laughs> Folks, get a hot dog if you're Mr. in Chicago. Boogie Dog. They're good people. Okay. So now now we're done with hot dog chat. <laughs> oh, hot dog. Welcome chat. to dog chat. We're in, or, yeah, we're there. There, uh, you know, we did have a, a featured hot dog in one of the Burn Notice episodes. That's right. But this was that was a be- probably a better episode than this one because this episode, probably, man. So unpaid debts. Um, uh, yeah, as you had mentioned, Nate West, Din, not West. Nate West. Nate West. <laughs> Nate Western. <laughs> I like that would be cool name if his name was West. Michael West. Nate West. Desperado. R- fr- okay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, That's no, probably go, why. no, sing it the rest of it, Paul. <laughs> yeah, keep going. We got time, huh? Yeah, really, you guys really don't want to talk about this fucking episode, do you? Holy no, shit. I want to talk about Will Smith's uh, Wild Wild West rap. You can tell how much everyone hated this because of how much you're letting me derail this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, because I was going oh, to go to the thick of it because it's like, all right, there's a... Um, um, uh, well, it starts off with the suspicion and we find our new agents from the government because uh michael weston's room's been trashed and they've got his mom and you're like oh yep. no well i mean of, of course uh, you might even glaze this one over we got our spy platitude to start the episode which i really couldn't keep up with on this oh, with one the f- it was oh, fucking with the something about how nightclubs and spying is basically the same thing or you go to a nightclub because you want to be seen but spies go to nightclubs but they don't want to be oh, seen that was fucking, fucking terrible <laughs> that's right you nailed it. <sighs> what the f- i don't know did i the, nail it did i, think I? That was I don't it. know I think that's really what it was. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. And he talked about how I guess he was they they put some day glow in like some UV sensitive shit to find footprints in the apartment. Um they're definitely not gonna find any cum there because Michael Weston does not fuck. You know what I say know. to that method? Dayglow. Oh boy. <laughs> oh god damn it. Yeah, oh, no. baby. Uh I'm gonna edit the song now. That's what this is. Thank Chris. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Woo! I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> get we're, out of here. We're breaking format for this episode because this episode's yeah, this is very this is very off brand for us for sure. Oh yeah, not talking about the episode. A hundred percent, definitely uh, not what we do at all. Yeah, I don't stop. I don't stop conversations. Oh, you know what? Candace. I do. We're. I'm gonna put us on track by doing one of our our weekly things, Chris. The oh, yeah. re- since you don't have familiarity with Burn Notice, the recap for the episode, it's the same one every week. That's the, the one you saw is the same thing they put every episode. Did that little 30 seconds do enough to get you up to speed on what this show is all about? I know that uh, Bruce Campbell was spying on his friend and they knew each other. Then he was taken off. That's about it. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty close. Right. Pretty did close. You, did you get any context for who Fiona was in that one? 
No, well, I listened to the show, so I know who. F- I know she was Irish okay. in the first episode. And <laughs> yeah, now she, and now she's n- no trace of Irish accent at yeah. all. Again, my favorite way to describe it was uh, former guest Benedict Herdsman's violently Irish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was violently Irish, Irish and oh, test wonderful. groups probably didn't care for it, and they were like, "Nope, never mind. We're gonna get rid of that now." Yeah, they're just uh, well, I'm American now. Cool. So American Fiona and Michael Weston do some investigation. Looks like they know someone's been there and uh, immediately get a phone call from Mrs. Weston. And she is scared. She's got people at the house. They're doing stuff. So our heroes spring into action. I wrote in my notes that this was somehow Nate Weston's fault. I was really waiting for Nate to pop up. Oh, I know. (laughs) I was so expecting that. It somehow had to be Nate's fault. But uh, nope, no Nate Weston, unfortunately. Fucking sick. we do get something that uh, is a uh, uh, burn notice trope. It's Fiona, who is horny and ready to kill. Yeah, she pulls that fucking shotgun in that guy's face. Like, she's having a horny moment before she pulls the gun, and then she's just like, oh. And then <laughs> Michael's like, cover the van. She's like, I am on it. Let's fucking go. Looking back, the, I love and my And she's got notes. a shotgun just the size of her. <laughs> fucking gun is huge. I just wrote, Weston's infiltrated. Fee shotgun, badass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, she springs into action. She cocks that gun. She takes the safety off. She's just ready to blow somebody away. Uh, feeling real good. Uh, we get a slow motion fight. We get with a couple of freeze frames and some stuff. Uh, <laughs> I got something to say about this fight. Please. It was very clearly like so edited to like, they were moving so slow and to make it was incredible i just it looked like they were just slow-mo fighting and i could i, I couldn't that's well that's exactly it what broke it was me. It, like bro- they... it broke me because i just <laughs> oh this broke you you this, this, this really broke really you there's like 43 more minutes of this no, episode I, I was like how long were they moved like how long was this in real time what what i it didn't understand like the mathematics of like how fast they were moving because you can clearly see him kind of like jump out the way but not re- it was it well hurt. it's like it's like how they had to do with bruce lee because michael or jeffrey donovan is just too fast and too skilled and he's kicking <laughs> these guys asses just in in, in a way that like the human brain can't even process so they have to use slow motion so we the stupid rube viewer can get a view of the elite incredible training that michael weston has to take these fucking absolute rubes and like throw them into a bookshelf you sound like mac from always sunny explaining that <laughs> he has the eyes of a cat and does karate across the stage <laughs> manically explaining everything <laughs> yeah, i mean what else can i do here like I, chris to chris's point is right it is like brain breakingly like how do you even process what the what these scenes are and the writing is so lazy in this one everybody is from new york um why are all the all the feds are from new york all the agents are from new york um, Michael Weston's from New York. Sam X, everyone's from New York. Yeah. Except for Fiona, who's from Miami and then decides to be from New York later. <laughs> well, there's an accent later in the episode that... Uh, there's an accent everywhere in this fucking no. episode. There are the <laughs> accents in this Except episode. She's the only one who does it. Oh, no, the Irish fucking comes out a couple of times in this one. Oh, when, that's like, true. It sneaks so, in. Oh, yeah, she, no, everyone gets sloppy on their accents on this one. 
Yeah, I'm sure I know which accent you're talking about, Chris. We will get into it. So we find out um, these people that are ransacking Mom's house are the new spies that uh, they mentioned last week when the feds left. And they were like, oh, there's new people coming in. These are the new guys. They won't say their names or where they're from. Uh, the ones like kind of a cheeky dude, like kind of being a dick to Michael. He's like, 14 minutes to get here. I thought she would only take 12. It's really, weirdly specific. Yeah, he's take, like supposed to show notes, that like he Watchmen. like is so like knows so much and he's so smart. Yeah, I was gonna say take like, notes, Watchmen. You introduce a plot and then the next week you pick up right from it. Still, a, this show, this episode still has better writing than anything from fucking Watchmen. We're not talking about Watchmen on this podcast. What a concept. We're not talking about Watchmen on this fucking podcast. You're right. We don't want to get. We don't want to incur the wrath of struggle session. <sighs> and I just don't want to talk about it because it sucks. Really, it's true too. It's true too. <laughs> it's just bad, man. Yeah. Um. But so, yeah, they're the new they're the new bad guys or the new government agents spying on Michael Weston. And he's like, there's two types of uh, you know like tails or bugs or whatever. And it's like one that are trying to gather information, and the other that are just trying to make your life worse. And we guess we Cue know who the these title. Guys are. Bam! Burn notice. Drone shots. So we get so we come back to what we all came here to see. We get the Sam Axe show. We get board shorts, open button, no buttons, no problem. Sam Axe. Uh, it's looking so comfortable. That is the Miami look. That is oh, the yeah. beer gut with a. Uh, yeah, short. That yeah. is my. Fa- I mean, I unironically used to dress similar to that when I lived in the Keys, like in my early twenties. I give a fuck. <laughs> you so. have to. Yeah, I was. Right? I was a little bit depressed. I was drinking a lot, and uh, that's what I. Yeah, I mean, that's, drinking a bunch of PBRs. Like, I mean, honestly, know. that's the energy I, I I strive to have. Like, that's honestly, if I could just be in board shorts, open shirt all day, and just be in the kind of bliss that Sam Axe is Beach in. Bum status, baby. Sign me up, mm-hmm. dude. Sign me up. Absolutely. He is banging that girl from two. Was that two episodes ago? I Veronica, think so. or was yeah. that last week? Um, no, it wasn't last week because, or no, it was last week because they he says the agents left and they left a sixty dollar tip on a twenty or whatever. Right. Yeah. And he uses Thank that you. money to buy her a drink. Yep. So Veronica is there, and hey, come on, baby, plant one on me. <laughs> just fucking king, man. <laughs> oh, he's so. I just wrote down. Sam is so fucking alpha. <laughs> so now Sam's crashing on Veronica's couch. Um. He says, uh, I don't know where these guys are from. These spy agencies are springing up faster than Starbucks. Ooh, I wrote that line, too. Oh, it's very oh. 2007. Oh, yeah. Oh. Great stuff. Great stuff. So is then it, we get is to... Is that still relevant comedy? Like, is, oh, it, is no. that still relevant comedy? No, the like, right, again, this Starbucks is like especially every... lazy writing in this episode. It was really... It was, it was... really... I mean, it's just... Like, I, I, I compared this episode to, like, you know, where it's like most like each level kind of takes you through a tutorial of like a different thing that's like crucial to the gameplay and then right. finally you get to like a me- uh, like halfway through the game or so and like you get to that first level that like makes you do all the different things you learned in the previous levels right that's what the writing this episode was like it's like the first time we took all the different burn notice tropes and just kind of threw them in and now you have to use them all so like we get horny Fiona, we get we get the spy platitudes, we get the MacGyver scenes, Way we get of MacGyver scenes. we get fathers of daughters, um, we get smugglers, uh, we of get a bad accents. Nationality each week. Yep, yeah. we get the, we get the bad accents. We get all of it, right? So well, it kind of. Well, this is the first time they use an, uh, a whole different trope, which is uh, the cops. 
Oh yeah, this is the cops. first time we saw cops at all anywhere. We've ex we've blown stuff up. We have and shot they're people. Well, they're dirty cops. They're, I should yeah. Say. yeah, well, so we had cops. the boat cops who were like regular cops. The only regular cops that showed up were just like the boat cops. Yeah, boat cops. <laughs> boat cops. Name of a show. Which they should be out looking for the Bay Harbor butcher. So. <laughs> yeah, oh we're well, still going unnoticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, so the, they speaking of the boat cops. Uh, the the way they get to that is the you know uh, what is it favor of the week so he goes to Sam Axe's old buddy Virgil and this is where we get like in throughout this episode like very like the bayou parts of Florida where they're like, oh yeah he's he's grilling gator steaks and he's got a big ass like dune truck and all this other like very bayou swamp things everybody tries to do that. Sort of. I guess it's a Florida accent, but I've never heard anyone from Florida talk like that. It's like that. Cajun, no, you know? Yeah, there's yeah. nobody in Florida who sounds like that. It's... No, the they're all trying to do a, like Keanu Reeves and the Devil's Advocate. Yeah, I, yeah like... they're doing fucking like Bayou, Louisiana uh, accent. Yeah, it's not. It, no, no one's accents are good in this episode. Zero accents are good. They're all very, <laughs> very bad. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's like they're equating like they want to do more Florida specific shit like you know the everglades and everything but it's like they don't want to leave that miami aesthetic so it's just like everything gets tied into miami even though they're expanding to like yeah it's miami but part of florida. somehow these guys are from north florida and just like we're in north florida all of a sudden i don't know um he's like all right let me pack in the car and we'll drive another four hours <laughs> but uh, to we're, we're, we're talking shit about virgil but he's offering them two grand a piece which is by far the biggest payday that they've they've got yet right that's the most money that they've been offered that's so sad. That's it's there. That's it? the thing is like Michael, like they're doing all these. Th this is what blows my mind. They show these fucking MacGyver scenes where Michael is just like rigging up cell phones and like planting bugs and like so making magnets. that can. This guy can fucking do IT work. It pays better and it's less dangerous. Well, they're, like just he's go like do spending, IT. I feel like he spends half the profit on fucking gadgets for the next scheme. He's like in his own MLM <laughs> scheme. <laughs> he's crafted Absolutely. of his own doing where he's just like, oh, well, to afford the next scheme, I need to fucking like make a power ties magnet i need to make a couple fucking uh like fucking location echo whatever things so i can find bugs it's like what the fuck dude you're spending all the money yeah so michael says he's gonna think about it he, even though this is the most money he can possibly get he still doesn't take the job he's like i'll think about it whatever goes home to find the fucking uh secret agent guy the new surveillance guy towing his car and just he's very cool with it he's like you're towing my car like yeah it could be evidence and he's not even like evidence of what where's your warrant like where is anything we're just okay takes just take my car dude it's fine and so he lets him take the car and then turns around takes two steps picks up the phone and within earshot of the guy who's doing surveillance on him just goes hey sam you know that job you were talking about i'll take it <laughs> well, exactly well right before he does that the agent gives him a gum um, I was yeah, what was the stick of gum thing I was expecting that to be like, oh, that's a red herring. Like, oh, it's a there's a bug in the gum or something weird like that. Yeah, like but a there... DNA thing. No, I guess, nothing. It's never. It's know. it's this weird like little thing, right, yeah. action that never. They just want to show that the, the secret agent guy is just as cheeky as Michael Weston. You right? know what He's I would have wanted to see on that stuff scene too. If like he was like, because it's like an escalation, right? He's like. You know, I'm towing the car, your phone's cut off, I'm doing all this other stuff. And then he offers the stick of gum. You know what? It should have been the joke stick where it, like, snaps his finger. 
<laughs> See that would have worked. That's better. That's better. Or if it was like the uh, like the fl- the fish flavored gum, <laughs> he just starts right. doing like a nasty face. Like, oh, this gum tastes like fish. Make him a jokester. Yeah. I want to see them fight the jokester. Oh. Yeah, the it's jokester. The, <laughs> they the can't see the Joker. Well, there is a very Joker esque scene later too. We'll get into that. Some, uh, we get some, we get, we get some Joker shit. So there is definitely already some Joker tie-ins. Uh, but before we get there, uh, we get some some nice shots of some birds. We get some nice pelicans. We get some gulls. Yeah, just, that's, some pl- that's some good B-roll right there. They just cut directly to the pelicans, which is kind of nice. It's pleasant. I like a nice pelican. Um, pelicans are pretty sweet. They uh, they lower third in Andre, the boat owner, who Fiona is instantly horny for as well. She's like, mm, he's cute. Just fucking <laughs> Fiona is so horny. In the, I mean, it's every episode, but she's that's really she's trying to make Michael really jealous, horny. but he's never jealous. That's what it seems to. to that's kind of the energy it gives off a couple of times, right? Yeah. I think she's learned. <laughs> so they find the boat owner and uh, they're going to put their plan in place. So I, and I love this. Uh, you know, I talk every week about the scene that reminds us that Bruce Campbell unironically rules. I think this is the little one right here when he makes the phone call to the cops and he's Where he doing pretends the to be aw- all nervous. Yeah. Aw, shucks, Sam. Oh, I love uh, aw, yeah. shucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's so good. Cause it's just a completely different energy than like what he does the entire show. He just, Oh, Hey, uh, uh I saw these guys and they're like, uh, they're putting the powder and you know, by golly, it uh, it seems like real, like a real hullabaloo. Uh, you guys should get over here post haste. <laughs> it's like, so good. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of like a kid. Like if you tossed a ball over someone's yard and you have to like go up to them and be like, I'm terribly sorry, but our ball seems to have gone into your yard. Can I think that's what's great back? about like the Sam X like characters and stuff that he does, like his covers in this show. Cause like, I think everyone's instinct is like to be some goofy, like over the top character. Like all of Michael Weston's disguises are like sleazebag car dealer and like New York guy with an <laughs> accent. And Fiona's like doing crazy shit, but all of Bruce Campbell's are like nervous guy calling the cops or like a uh, oh, yeah, pissed like, off I drunk union guy on. or like a uh, scumbag who like lured a girl on somebody else's boat to get laid. Like just really relatable, like regular people. <laughs> That's because oh, yeah. Bruce Campbell can act. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. That's also very true. He is <laughs> far and away the best actor on this show. He has like, more personality, at least. Yeah, I've talked about this before, Chris. You'll appreciate this. He's like when The Rock comes back to Raw like once in a while and just cuts just a hot fire promo without even trying and just reminds everybody how much better he is than like anyone that's currently out there doing it. Yeah, the, yeah, it's it's a crazy like. Like he just makes it look so easy, and you're like, holy shit. Hit. like the like the, the contrast is just so stark <laughs> and that's what bruce campbell does like every time he's out here just fucking delivering nailing it a, each time well really we is. get you know another of uh michael weston's new characters homer the uh i guess uh, Aaron <sighs> this boy? fucking oh boy, accent <laughs> oh my god yeah southern now Weston. i know what you you boys got that boat here i'm gonna need to take that from you guys right <laughs> he like vacillates between like the keanu devil's advocate and then like complete simpleton like a couple times like once yes. in a while he even does the dope of voice like the like it's yeah, fucking like, what is he hat, doing he sounds head. like a not uh, was it slim pickens but like slim pickens like sidekick from uh blazing saddles oh, man it's just oh the guy like yeah. Come on now, you guys gotta start stand. You guys yeah, start yeah, the, uh, he's a sh- the, yeah. Very yeah. racist, very southern man. Yeah, exactly. but he also tries to go between like really dopey, like lunkhead guy, like hayseed, but then like also kind of like well, charming down homeboy, 
as well. Like it just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, do it's declare. Fucking, yeah, it's just who it's all over the place. And he's doing this with the other guy who's doing who's very much not Jamaican and doing a Jama- a quote unquote Jamaican accent. I know so you have about, like Paul. he says mon. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah true. Convinced me. True. Yeah. So this guy is doing the accent, and I don't even want to. Uh, I'm it's like Sebastian <laughs> from The Little Mermaid. Uh, you might have to edit me out on this. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to do it. I was like, like he's gonna fucking do it. Fucking Hermes was less offensive. This. <laughs> like, it's yeah, it's really bad. So it's really bad Florida accent versus really bad Jamaica accent. Um, he so they're gonna repo the boat. They get the boat eventually. They have a little conversation, and he says, "I'm gonna see you later." And uh, then, you know, it's like ominous music. And then, boom, we get Rock to the Rhythm by Lexicon playing. We get a nice boat montage. We get some drone shots. We get Miami, baby. Let's party. We joked that this episode sucks and it was boring. And I, like, wrote, I was like, what are they? Why are they filling, like, 30 seconds with the boat montage? I was like, "Uh because you got to rock to the rhythm when you got to give it. Okay. (laughs) It's that fucking song just starts playing. I don't know. I love that. And uh, we then get to uh, the clients. Uh, well, first they ask Virgil, like, hey, do you know these guys? Are they cool? Are they fine? And he says, yeah, yeah, they're all good. We get to the clients, and they have big cop energy. Right. They're all nervous. I wonder why they have big cop energy, guys. <laughs> you mean they might? Are you insinuating that these gentlemen might be undercover police? Holy shit! No, 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 no. You know what? Let me just before we even. You might have to just cut all that out. We can just back the fuck up again, because there's two things I have to talk about during the boat repo scene that we missed. Um, one, when Fiona walks onto that boat, she grabs that guy's, uh, that dude's hair, like right by okay, the blade, and too. just I'm... takes a fucking whiff. It was that... hot. What? Is she Aphrodite? Is she like what is happening? A sex goddess that was like reincarnated? Was yes. The answer to that is yes. She's a horny energy all the time. She is the horniest. I'm there for it. No, here's the thing about Fiona. Like, I, I, I hope I'm reading this right. And if I'm wrong, please tell me. But what I, I, like, she has agency about it. You know, like she. I don't. I don't feel like she's just like somebody else's like idea of like she like feels very much like taking back the horny for herself and i kind of i gotta respect it i could I be that. totally reading that wrong but i just no, want to have a wrong. positive I'm reading say it i want to have a positive reading of, re- of fiona okay no all right yeah. this is horny people in a fucking writer's room and they're <laughs> fantasizing about some chick being all over their spine nuts yeah, okay. You're right. <laughs> that's really, that's probably what it is. She's also a brave Irish Republican freedom fighter, and uh, we respect that, too. That's true. Thank you for your service, Fiona. Thank you for Thank your you. service. Thank you for your fight again. Right. So she takes the big whip, and then they drive that boat off. At, well, there's clearly a sign that says Manatee Zone, and just fucking throttle that bastard right out of there in a fucking manatee area. <laughs> you, you son know. of a bitch. I got really mad about that one. Like, okay, there's some things I can forgive. You know, you can shoot people in hotels. You can blow up cars. uh, You can send people to CIA black sites. But don't you dare put those propellers near the innocent noble manatee. They're a beautiful animal, folks. Save the manatees. You know, if you watch a lot of, like, uh, regular television growing up in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, you would see a lot of Save the Manatee commercials in Florida. It was... 
very sad and haunting. Yeah, I remember, you know, we used to vacation in Florida quite a bit. I'm from Michigan, so, you know, you always go to Florida when you have nothing else to do when it's cold. And uh, yeah, I remember being on canals <laughs> and stuff and, like, seeing manatees and, like, they surface. They're, they're wonderful, wonderful, noble beast. Should I point out that I live in Miami? Is that relevant? That is kind of relevant. Um, oh, okay. the, uh, Chris P. also is a Miami yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm also, so yeah, so I'm the other Chris from Miami. We have a lot of Miami Chris connections here. So I got, I mean, okay, so what, does this show feel like Miami to you at all? Kind of. It's a, like a good 30 to 70% Miami and okay. like uh, soundstage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely, a lot of this is soundstage. Like the most Miami has drone shots, right? Like that's about it. <laughs> That's like the most Miami this shit gets. The um, most Miami this episode got was the restaurant they went to, the hotel restaurant that they went to. The ah, okay. So last week I, I mentioned the sports bar they went in was very Florida to me. Like it had that very mm-hmm. f- South Florida feel. You know why? Like just being so this the only place these writers have been in Florida. As That's so true. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they <laughs> like, have not just, gone like, to cheesy any, like, sports yeah. bars and like. Like once every three months, they go to like some nightclub that they're not cool enough to be in and like try to get laid. You no, know, that's why the outsides are like you. You see just most of the outsides of the clubs because that's what they fucking saw the most. Or like, <laughs> what, like once, like once a, every season, like some of the actors invite them out to like somewhere cool. Oh yeah, just to hang out for a bit. Yeah, just like Bruce is just doing something nice for them. Like puts them on. I'll put you on the list. <laughs> Don't worry, sweetheart. I know my. I know the, the manager. Come up, we're here with Sam X. Yay. <laughs> so we get Mason, Virgil's client, lower third it in. They have big cop energy. Um, Michael investigates. It turns out they have bombs everywhere. They're going to blow the place up. Um, so they have enough C4 to uh, to incinerate a city block, says Michael Weston. So what is his plan to get out of this place? He fucking starts a fire. <laughs> What's yeah. the worst going to happen? The worst that could happen, I think, is leveling a city block, which he literally he just, just fucking said. Right. <sighs> and, like, how is he going to make it that far away? Like, the fire could just ignite it immediately. Like, yeah, no, like, this explosion ostensibly should just, like, happen right away. But he is going to bank on these dipshit cops being smart enough to, like, grab extinguishers and put the fire out in time, which a lot more trust than I've ever, I'd ever put in a cop. But, hey. Ooh. <laughs> I guess that's uh, you know that's the most protecting and serving I've seen I those cops ever do. When we were starting this podcast, we were going to be the pro Blue Lives Matter cast. That's right. This is the Blue Lives Matter podcast. Absolutely. Um, we all uh, we're gonna our, check out our store where we have um, Punisher skulls with the little American flag with a blue line going through them, and uh, we're gonna incorporate burn notice somehow and buy Black Rifle coffee. I don't know. <laughs> Well, don't tell Tactical bacon. Fucking plans for the podcast. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> brought to you by Black magic. Rifle Coffee. Hey, are you a fascist and also need caffeine? Try Black Rifle Coffee. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing the spice today, motherfuckers. Let's go. We're, anything not related to the episode, we're like, hell yeah. But uh, good. Uh, more good news for Michael Weston. Not only were they smart enough to put out the fire, also they can't shoot for dick, which is a, a, a great, yes. uh, yeah, accurate reading of these real, cops. Yeah, could not really shoot. <laughs> Which, again, another accurate reading of cops. They can't shoot anybody unless they're point blank in the back and the uh, other person is unarmed and uh, not like, the same race as them. So, Oh, man. Oh, hey! Man. Not going to go there. Woo! I'm going there. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. 13-12, was... baby. 
They, oh. That was what I wrote down to. I think that's why I asked your name. His name is Agent Mason or whatever. And yeah, he has the worst aim. He yeah, was I want Officer Mason's name and badge number. It was insanity. I, I had I had to write a fucking note about that because I was like, this is awful. They have no aim. <laughs> oh, terrible. But again, cops. So yeah. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and then, again, they're, Stormtroopers, they're, am I right? They're practicing at very, very close range. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> but also, they were shooting at someone that was running away, so very accurate. Also, uh, a little light, lighter skin tone too. Hey, <laughs> wonder why that is. So the very next shot is uh, another very horny Fiona uh, with a sawed-off shotgun over her shoulders. Just queen energy. Yeah, love that shot pretty, too. She's like fucking um, Linda Hamilton's character in uh, Terminator. She's like Sarah Connor. Yep. So also very hot. So Sam explains yes. like how like he's like, you know how I told you Virgil saved my life? Well, it's actually more complicated than that. And then he just said, I was in East Germany and made some mistakes. And I really, really <laughs> want to know what he was talking about, <gasps> man. Maybe Is... that's the movie. Oh, oh yeah, shit. Right you might be right. Yeah, maybe that's a movie. Guy, I really hope Sam acts as a communist traitor. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, what else? He was like, I mean, is he in East Germany and I made some mistakes. Like, what else could it be? Was he like, like I don't oh, know. No, I fucked. Uh, just doing some light treason, man. Let's go. I fucked uh, Gorbachev's wife. Hey. I smuggled bread in. Uh, after three days of vodka and caviar, anything can happen, Michael. <laughs> you never know. Oh, boy. It was that good Veruga. Auga. Awooga. <laughs> I can see him saying Awooga. Veruga, more like Awooga, Michael. More like Aruba, oh, yeah. where I'm gonna take you. Oh, let's go. So um they're gonna put the plan in motion. They gotta stash Virgil for a little while. So they take him over to Casa del Mrs. Weston, where Virgil <laughs> immediately like, starts hitting on Mrs. Weston. Like right away. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very very apparent that they were gonna fuck. And uh I, I mean, good thing that they don't. Good thing they they don't fuck, right? Well, uh, not yet. What do you What do you mean? What are you talking about? Oh. Um, what, do you, what do you mean? Did, did they not fuck? Wait, you mean no, they, they fucked? fucked? Wait, they what? Oh, they <laughs> fucked. Wait, oh. what? Did they not fuck? What? Oh, Was Virgil I missing some complexities of burn notice? No, I'm kidding, man. They definitely fucked. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> they fucked. And she laid. wasn't even subtle about it to Michael. She was like, oh, he's in my bedroom. Okay, well. Oh, it's like, Mom, yeah, no, why? That, like right away. So before we get to that that great why, scene, um, there's a there's a we get the, we get our serious scene of the week. There, uh, Michael and Fiona are looking for bugs and surveillance devices in the apartment. And uh, Michael goes, hey, you can make an oscilloscope out of a portable TV. It'll electrocute you if you touch it wrong, though. So what do I do? I gave it to Fiona. <laughs> yeah, she's smart enough to. She's, here, she's here, Fiona, you take it. You might get electrocuted. Fuck off. <laughs> it's so good. Very on brand for our boy, Michael Weston. Right, he's trying to kill his uh, horniest uh, compl- or compliant. Or, yeah. So, so they have to they have to like talk for the bugs and they're like writing what they really want to say down on the little pieces of paper and they're doing, you know, the counter surveillance and Fiona decides it's a good time to make Michael talk about why they broke up. With this some appropriate very, music too. Yeah. Very appropriate music. Uh for, you know, <laughs> for the most part. Uh they talk the about little, it a little bit. The little piano, the jingles. Go, yep, they they bring it down a notch. We bring it down a notch. And we and we say Michael says, uh, you know, at least I made you dinner. And then she gives her little, well, if I would have known it was the Last Supper, I would have chewed slower. 
if it was the Last Supper, I would have killed Judas. And and Michael says, I don't. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Continue. Uh, uh, Sure. Uh, So, Michael, uh, they they get their Last Supper of yogurt, and um, Michael. Wait, wait, wait. No. Was it yogurt? No, it probably wasn't. I mean, it could have been like, yogurt. I was like, damn it. I, I kept looking out. I don't know if they referenced it. would be so it. funny if he's like, yeah, I made you some fresh, I made you some yogurt. I, I opened up the little foil top and I stirred the fruit from the bottom and everything. Oh, no. <laughs> he probably does. Fresh yogurt? Michael, make me some fresh yogurt. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the dinner was yogurt. She was still Irish when they were gone. dating. So anytime you want to talk about them, you have to use the Irish accent. <laughs> oh, my bad. Aisha, shy, 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 Michael. Oh, Jesus. I need you to put on the snorkel. And I thought my Jamaican accent was offensive. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I could hear I his see. heels clicking when he was speaking. Oh. <laughs> like, I mean, it would. Up. a lot of problems would get solved for the Weston gang if they would just follow Fiona to that pot of gold. Well, they kind of get their own little pot of gold in this episode. They do get their pot of gold, um, but not before uh, Fiona pulls out her massager to counterintelligence <laughs> stuff. They almost like glaze um, over that fact, too. I almost miss. I was like, that is it. They're like not yeah. talking about it. So like it. there's a so the way that they justify this little gag is they say that there's like some sort of optical bug that like uses an infrared light through their window and the way to stop it is with vibrations. So they just fucking duct tape Fiona's vibrator to the wall. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's her no. massager wand. It's no a massager of, wand. Yeah, it's not a question of whose whose it is because it's uh, pretty obvious it's hers that she just carries around with her. Yeah, this Every, is the well. I mean, it, again, this is just another make Michael jealous that he's not fucking me tool of like, well, I'm still getting myself off like in your apartment, dude. So <laughs> masturbate. That's the closest she can get. Yeah, she's just straight up. That's a hard, really hard flex. Just tape the thing in the wall and be like, "Yep, I'm jacking it in your apartment. Do something." Yeah. yeah, he's gonna walk in, and she's just like, he's just gonna see that. We're gonna get the shot of behind the legs open. Oh man! Well, there will definitely be feet in it if we know anything about this show. So the the personal massager is a uh, handheld personal wand massager for back, neck, shoulder, body massage, waterproof. Oh, oh. really? Yes, it's for uh, thirty one dollars and twenty four cents, free shipping. Interesting, Chris. You seem to know a lot about this particular device. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, about it. Uh, well, you just seem to have a lot of information. Is all as I'm saying. Um, any reason why you might uh, know so much about this? Yeah, you pick up stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Are you saying much like the you know the world in 1966 when they were listening to the Beach Boys, you were picking up some good vibrations? Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> that. No. No. Hold on. <laughs> that was a stretch. That was a big stretch for that joke. Okay. We're just, no, we're just going to let it. Oh, I, I thought you were going to be like, and you fucking landed it. Buddy. Uh, yeah, you absolutely no. nailed it. No, no, you didn't land it. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Folks, come after Burn After Noticing, where we know how to yes and. <laughs> we know how to yes and. We know how to We no absolutely stop. know no, how to yes and. we know and. how to like cut off a very bad joke. <laughs> well... No more than Bird Notice knows how to cut off a very somber moment by just bringing that goofy music right the fuck back the second <laughs> the conversation ends. Like as soon as they like do the serious thing, Fiona like puts the little note like above her face and then pulls it down like a cheeky way, and then you get the, like bam 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 happy Bird Notice music. Like fucking goes goes right back into it. I and that. then we, we get to we get to the most important part of this episode. Michael walks into mom's house, says, Where's Virgil? 
she's like, he's still sleeping. So he goes into where Virgil's supposed to be. He's not there. And she's like, Michael, he's in my room. Mm. <sighs> yeah. So uh, Mrs. Weston got super laid with Virgil. Michael is a little weirded out by it because like my mom is just like, yeah, hey, I just got laid. Sup? And then she's like, I'm lonely. And he was lonely and just tries to give details. And Mike's like, Mom, shut up. Like, I wish they went further with it with Virgil coming out and going, Hey, Mike, you never noticed your, like, your piss like, goes weird after you have sex? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> or what, what if it was like fucking baby boy, like Ving Rames, or he's just fucking making eggs butt naked? <laughs> Oh damn! I and it I turns out, and one. it turns out, Virgil has all the same tattoos. Like he's got a bunch of prison tattoos on his back. Oh god! <laughs> oh no! Turns around, you want some orange juice, man? You want some more? Yeah, you want some? Uh, you want some eggs? Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Now that would be good. Yeah, well, it's cable, basic cable, so he can't be completely naked. So he's probably wearing her underwear. Yeah, we can't do it. Oh, so uh, right as uh, Michael's go- finding out that Virgil banged his mom, he also finds out that uh, the boat they repoed has fucking ten million dollars in it. Ten million fucking dollars in like in yellow paper that made me question if it was U.S. currency all episode. Yeah, but it was because it was in like yellow tape, I think. Like, it was yeah. like yellow, like, and it made it the money look weird. And so I was like, Yeah, that's you know, when I see money, I think yellow. Yes, it was, it was a little weird looking. That's when, and that also is when we got into like the episodes, like dead zone. So I was like trying to keep up with it and like writing down a lot of notes of like, What's the plan? What are we doing? There's like some conversations. Uh, Michael like, does that devil's boat. advocate accent a bunch of times. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, the Michael accent happens a bunch. And then we get a nightclub scene where Virgil is dressing up in fucking dead dad's clothes, right? Yeah, he's basically like uh, the mom is basically making him dress like their fucking dead husband. And fuck, it's like the weirdest role play. Ever. That shit's weird, man. It's hot. I don't know what you guys talking about. I mean, again, Virgil, huge scumbag, really doesn't care. I mean, we met him in a Hawaiian shirt and camo shorts with his face just beat to a pulp, cooking a fucking gator. Cooking gator uh, steaks. Which, in the okay, Everglades. I mean, so I do, do that. I, like I like some good gator, though. I do like some good gator. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you there. Mm. Never had gator. Uh, uh, you're a Florida boy, man. Eat some gator. No, that's okay. <laughs> go get your go get yourself some fried gator tail with cocktail sauce. It's delicious. It's good stuff. Yeah, I had a bunch of it uh, in uh, Louisiana this year. Mm, well, I'm a big fan of Louisiana. We'll we'll talk about that off pod. Travel talk, folks. Yes. I would actually. Well, we'll, well I, you know what? We will talk a little travel at the end of the episode because we're going to take a couple of questions. But uh, oh, we'll get yeah. ba- let's get back into it. Uh, so we get Virgil in dead husband's clothing. They're trying to be out and having a nice time, even though they should not be in public. Um, we get one of those old school spy movie, like multi-cam shots where like the cameras, uh, like, uh, spread out kind of like those old, like 70s like, spy yeah, movies. Like 24. Yeah. 24 I, does that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, this show just straight up turned into 24 right now. Yep. So we get like the scene where, so Virgil gets kidnapped. Of course he does. Like he knows he shouldn't be there. And the dreadlocks guy who Fiona took a big whiff of. All I uh, wrote is Virgil's horny downfall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, stay home and bang the mom, dude. Like you're, you're just stay home and bang. Yeah, order a... Well, this is a little bit before Grubhub, I guess. You can get this a pizza. Grubhub could have saved get lives. Get a pizza. Well, the, the concurrently going on while they're having dinner at the restaurant is Michael with Andre. Yes, and he's doing the meeting, and they're at a nightclub. So uh, Andre says, yep, we got your boy. Ha, ha, ha. Come meet us tomorrow, um, and we'll give you back, Virgil, if you give us the money. Um, so we get to... Uh, 
they're they're packing the money up, trying to come up with a plan. Uh, Fiona mentions in passing that she fucking doped up Mrs. Weston. She was like, "Yeah, I just drugged her up, so she's out now." <laughs> yeah, it's a date. Totally that's normal. how that's how totally we write her out. Just like, yeah, oh, I fucking roofied your mom here. <laughs> like, totally what? normal for your ex girlfriend. And also, like, I I'm not gonna roofie this lady while Virgil's around. I'm just saying, I uh, not cool with that. <laughs> don't like probably, it probably don't like it at all for the uh, probably wait for the son to go away before you sedate the mother yeah none of this is good um but fiona does have both shoulders covered which is probably the first time in the whole series wow she's wearing a regular t-shirt and I that think is it's just like a, an illusion for me now i just see her sh- bare, sh- like shoulders bare all the time even when she's clothed yep I, it was jarring to me because they were covered so i had to write it down i was like oh she's just wearing a t-shirt wow insanity yeah that's the weirdest thing she's worn in this series it's the most outrageous outfit she's had just a t-shirt shocking to see her fully clothed no. yeah it, no, well, no it legitimately clothes. is shocking it's jarring i mean this she opened up in this episode with just like the with like the party dress like the evening gown looked great though great dress she looked wonderful but yeah. just no back to speak of on that one again it's There's... it's hot in miami man i don't blame her <laughs> It's um, hot in Miami, and so is she. Baby. Hey, hey, that's a good one. That's okay. a good joke. There we go. So we get to a scene on a bridge that fortunately nobody else has to use. Um, uh, in a Miami highway, uh, only people that need to be on this bridge are well, wait, the Weston gang. Their, um, what a, their little teaser with the oh, money. Jesus Christ. See, I fucking really. I I knew I was going to yeah, need your help in this episode like, because I just scenes, lost so the we... thread a bunch of times. Please yeah. catch me up. <laughs> yeah. So when they take the mom and sedate her is when they turn around and they see the full ten million and they're like loading it into the car and there's like one package left and they're like, you know, we could take that for ourselves. And they're just like presented with the uh, with the dilemma: do they keep a portion of the money? And they keep you guessing for pretty much the entire episode until the end. Oh, I'm really wondering if they kept any of that money. Such a, a cliffhanger. I'm on the edge of my seat. He's There's like, no well, way that they possibly. Purse. It's absolutely riveting. Riveting. That's the yeah. That's the fucking keeping you in suspense. It's like, oh, did they? Oh, like, like I'm trying to put myself in the mind of like somebody who's really into this show back when it was airing, and like, or they love the characters, and they're like, no, Michael Weston wouldn't take the money. No. <laughs> well, I mean, to your point, Michael Weston probably wouldn't take the money, and in my head, Canon had to be talked into it by Fiona and Sam. Like in my head, they're like, "Yeah, we're taking the fucking money." And Michael's like, "We don't need this money." And just we're, like, this is more than we need. Up, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the nerdiest spy, the uh, the only spy I can think of that has like a moral compass. Yeah. Like how many other? How many cans of tomato juice and airplane vodka shots can Sam Axe buy with that much money? Oh, uh, how many? You might, think? Yeah. How many bar tabs can he pay off and get access back to? Oh, it would be he, Miami would be his personal playground yet again. It's like an economic stimulus package for the for the sports bars of Miami, Florida. He'll he'll like have ten million dollars, but somehow somehow still raise a tab and not pay any of the bars. Yeah, he'll still be crashing on Veronica's couch, just running down the street in flip flops, trying to pour his vodka into the tomato juice as a horny yeah. mom chases him out for uh, running away on him. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot lot. the celery. Let me back in. <laughs> just a stock, darling. Just a stock. <laughs> Hell yeah! Spare so we get to the em- so so now after they f- they have the money, they get to the empty highway. Um, Sam is set up in the sniper position. He's in his tactical sniper position. Is that the technical term? The position. That's the position. 
Um, that's my lingo. <laughs> so they <laughs> oh, so they pull CIA. up and he's like, the plan's coming into place. And of course, we get our convoluted, way too many steps plan of the week. Uh, they're in the middle of the bridge, and Michael's just gonna decide, gonna have these people fight each other by pulling up in the middle of it, and then he's pouring gasoline all over the money, and then the Jamaicans pull up, and they're like, "Stop doing that!" And then the cops pull up, and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> stop, stop doing yeah, that! Stop it! Stop and doing it!" They're like, "Hey, Come well, on. I'm not, I, I'm stop not doing, doing what accent they said it in." So you just imagine that it <laughs> just was a very, inf- just, just imagine them though. saying it in a they're very not- good and accurate Jamaican accent that does doesn't sound fake at all and is very I'll authentic. Your Jamaican accent in post yeah totally <laughs> just imagine hermes um or um what's his face uh fucking gary oldman in true romance uh just <laughs> <laughs> gary uh, oldman had a way better jamaican accent oh yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> no the guy the guy playing gary oldman in barry did a better accent <laughs> barry oldman barry oldman <laughs> Uh, what's that guy's name? If, have you ever seen Barry? It's a fantastic show. That's actually a I, good TV show we can talk I about. I haven't, man. unfortunately. Barry Rules. Watch it. It's very, very good. Uh, neither here nor there. Uh, also but, about a former spy. Well, former, yes. Like, well, assassin. He has military experience at the very least. But is actually capable. Only actually, it is quite capable. <laughs> right. Got a, quite a body count in that show. Folks, Bill Hader kills people in a TV show. He kills me every time he's on Saturday Night Live. He's so funny. Oh, we love Stefan. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Please don't let me talk about SNL. Has yeah, Bruce no. Campbell ever hosted Saturday Night Live? No, oh, because it would be too good. Tragic. Yeah. yeah, he'd rock. He would be kick-ass on SNL. Holy shit. Uh, probably not on this version of SNL because you'd have to do like sponsored content and things written by Colin Yost, but... Mm. <laughs> I love how much it brings it down as soon as you bring up... I know. I'm like, well, I, I was like oh, shopping yeah, the other day and I at Kohl's and I saw a promo with him and uh, Aaron Rodgers and it was like twins the season. Oh, you hate this. Uh, awful. Oof. Not good. Well, uh, speaking of not good, this scene, um, it gets to a weird shootout. It's choppy. It's freeze framey. And then there's this. Did you guys see? They're like show. There's like one quick shot. It couldn't be more than three to five seconds of Officer Mason. And it's like strangely and for no reason, like a completely different like uh, uh, color like palette and like grainier than the other shots. That whole sequence. Was Do you know what I'm talking weird. about? But there was one in particular and it like it was almost like um, some of those shots from the room. You know how like in the room they shot it with like two cameras fucking duct tape to each other and you yes. can like clearly see. That's what it looked like to me. And I was like, what the hell is this? Why is it there? Why is it so grainy? Why is it different than all the rest of the shots in this entire scene? It didn't make any sense. And all I could think of was like that camera was fucked up, but they had to use that shot for some reason anyway. I don't know. Well, it was just you know... weird. Putting on my film critics hat, I'd have to say that I feel like the uh, artistic choice to have the grainy uh, kind of interject so quickly uh, while this montage is going on, uh, it really jars uh, the viewer. No, 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 I'm loving it. Cinema verite, uh huh. Just like Jesus, I was silenced for telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to yes from the uh, burn after noticing known for its uh, very smart critical analysis uh, yes. of, of burn notice. We're like uh, inside the actor studio for inside the burn notice. That's right. <laughs> Fucking, I would love to see what James Lipton thinks about one episode of this show. 
just one time. James Lipton, come on the pod. Hey, does anyone know James Lipton? You guys uh, tag James Lipton. Tell him to come on the pod. Let's get James Lipton on. Is, the most is, recent thing I saw of James Lipton was somebody was like, guess how old James Lipton is. Don't look it up. Now look it up. Or It's like, uh, try to guess what it was and you'll be surprised or whatever. Uh, 32. Uh, maybe inches because he's probably packing a huge hog. Hey! All right. He definitely, well, I mean, to, I, <laughs> we got to the point of the podcast where we're talking about James Lipton's dick. <laughs> oh, oh, just, you know what? I had it penciled in that 51 minutes. Please talk about James Lipton's dick. See, we are organized on this podcast, folks. <laughs> we're like, gonna make sure I'm you hit all the notes. You know, I'm like Minority Report. I know what we're going to talk about. I get a little ball even before each record, and it's got just James Tom Cruise Lipton's pulling up all the panels, like with like his little hands, and he pulls one up, and it's just James Lipton's hog. He just like pulls it up on the big screen, enlarge, enhance. <laughs> <laughs> just James Lipton's dick and balls. <laughs> Jesus, that's that's really inside the actor's studio. <laughs> Uh, well, what else are those screens for? <laughs> uh, you know, I wish I knew. So we get grainy shots. We get that. They burn all the money except for folks. Uh, like an undisclosed amount. They don't really say. They keep some money, but the, 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 they joker the rest of it. Some people just want to see the world burn. Well, but, the, hey. while, while the money's getting burned, uh, Andre gets shot. Yep, Andre gets shot by Sam oh, X. Yeah. By the way, Sam X puts a bullet right in Andre's liver, and it's like, oh, well, there's no, like, good thing that there's no forensics or ballistics, and they're not going to find out that the one bullet that actually hit somebody is from a completely different gun that wasn't part of this shootout. <laughs> um, good thing that's never going to happen. They've never done anything like that, and uh, oh, don't no get one's going to investigate. Season three, that'll happen. But the well, good they, news is, the well, good news is, all the Jamaicans are dead, and all the cops are in jail. So, hey, everyone's safe. We're good. Everything's fine. Is it stated that the Jamaicans are dead? Because I yes, thought the said with the Jamaicans was, dead and the cops yeah, they in jail. Did say, I was I was confused too because they said they did, but I was like, I mean, that didn't look like a I, too fatal a shot. Maybe they, I thought, yeah, they showed no, the Andre part we didn't see the is stomach. well, the part we didn't see is the part we were supposed to assume is that those cops walked up and plugged all those guys execution style. Oh, which you know they're cops, so obviously. So obviously they wouldn't is what you're saying. Yeah, well they well they did that and then they uh, sprinkled some drugs on them. Uh, and uh, made and then put a gun in their hands and shot one of them shot themselves to make sure that the charges stuck even harder. Yeah, that uh, sounds about right. Yep, absolutely. So <laughs> they did that. Uh, day saved. Everyone keeps a little bit of money. Uh, Sam X didn't. Doesn't he say he's gonna go do something with his or have a nice time? Virgil wants to go uh, bang Mike's mom again. Uh, <laughs> of course, in, in the in like the like he was gonna take some like to some. Tropical island. I can't remember what one he called. Well, no, yeah, wasn't it that he was Michael was threatening him to like, hey, I think you should lay low somewhere, like, yeah, far away from here. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'll fix up the boat. I'll go to the Bahamas. Hey, can I just bring your mom? Uh, right. Yeah. He basically just wanted to fuck his mom in the Bahamas. Yeah. Like, and he's Bahama just telling him, he's like, you're trying to keep me away from your sweet mama. Your sweet mama. Like you fucking <laughs> scumbag, dude. If I was Michael, I'd have reached over. Like this guy just fucking saved your life, and you're just like, I want to fuck your mom. Like you well, fucking he's, he's scumbag, fucking, dude! He I would have put a Call of Duty on Xbox with saying he's fucking all these moms. Like this is where, like, if I'm Michael Weston and I'm like a train, at this point I'm just putting a bullet in this guy's fucking head and making him disappear. I'm sorry, like I'm plugging this asshole for sure. <laughs> You're plugging this asshole. Like yeah, I'm gonna I just could, put a fucking bullet in him, like right away. Be like, really oh, taken out of context. Okay. Like I'm shooting this person in the face if I'm a spy like Michael Weston. Like I'm just gonna like you know fuck you. Let's just get rid of him. <laughs> 
yeah. It sounded like you wanted to have sex with a man who wanted to have sex with your mom. I mean, he looks he looked great in the camo shorts. What do you want me to it's do? It's like some weird meta cucking. What do you want me to do? He looks good in the camo <laughs> shorts, you guys. God. It's like you know, you just don't, you just you know, you see a you see a balding man in a Hawaiian shirt and camo shorts. He's got a he's got an alligator steak on the grill. He's got bruises on his face with a little tape over the bridge of his nose. That's just pure sexual energy. I'm pretty I'm pretty aroused. Mm-hmm. Shit's pretty say. hot. Yeah, sure. Me too. <laughs> oh, fuck that old man. Well, uh, so the game gang saves the day. So now we get yeah. um, our our uh, plot advancement of the week. Right, and it's the it's like so lame too. Like what a what a dumb way to end on it, where they they uh, come up with the scheme to pit pock or pickpocket the uh, agent that's been tailing Michael and won't give his name. Yep, a- agent no name. Uh, so, and also a, a great way to uh, to be incognito if you're like a secret agent or like at a high level of government is to wear a suit around Miami with an American flag on your lapel. That's how to really like tell people you're not a government agent. So that seems to really be working for our boy there. That's just being a good citizen. I do it all the time. Do you, are you saying you don't? Yeah, I mean, I again, I keep a uh, Punisher skull Blue Lives Matter lapel pin on there instead. Those are, see, those are, for me, those are my cufflinks. You know, uh, I keep the American flag pin to be very, you know, traditional. But I want those Punisher uh, Blue Lives Matter uh, cufflinks to really show off. Well, that makes sense because then you have an American flag closer to your heart and a Punisher flag closer to your trigger finger. The way yeah, it was always I, I meant don't to want be. An itchy trigger figure, and it can't be itchy because he's he's fucking um, the Punisher. Right on my custom made grunt style uh, t shirt material suit shirt. That but looks I'm like still a wearing a tap out hat backwards. Like I'm still the all black tap out hat. Hell yeah, dude! Tactical as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we find out his name is Agent Bly, and then the episode ends abruptly. <laughs> yeah, Agent Bly. <laughs> And that's, that's it. The that's, that's the episode. Like, it Hi, means Agent nothing. Bly. Yeah, but just and then bam, 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 burn notice. It would only mean something <laughs> if it was like a wizard, and it's like their trick is to not tell you their real name, and they found out the wizard's real name. But and and the wizard's name is Bly. And the wizard's name Bly is like, yo, you're not supposed to know my name. That protects me from magical powers. Or <laughs> that would be interesting. This is not interesting. No, uh, no, uh, you don't know my name. Actually, you have to take it back. No, uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, now he can jinx me. He got a you got a role for rename now. Yeah, the, but that's yeah that's the big uh, stinger at the end. So the ep, like what the the one last week was you know there's new agent in town. You're like oh that's a good one because you're like oh man it sounds like you know they're bigger and badder than the, the older ones. And this one it's like all we know is now it's like oh now he knows his name. Yeah, and that guy kind of seems like a loser to be honest with you. I'm not really worried about him. He doesn't really strike me as much of a threat. No, he's probably gonna he he's probably gonna be gone by season finale. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have to kick it up the ladder one more time. We're gonna start getting like real assassins and shit eventually, right? We have to. Nikita will show up as a crossover. Know. Oh, so I learned something about uh, Agent Bly, and uh, you might be seeing him more later on. Oh, well, leave that. Don't tell us anymore. I kind of want wow, the uh, intrigue. Yeah, I like the intrigue on that. It's more that intrigue than nice. the show gave us. Yeah. All right. Um, so I guess the last thing to do before we uh, start getting into the the more fun stuff is uh, rate the episode. So how about we do it out of 10 beautiful pelicans? Okay. I was thinking that or gator steaks. 10 gator. Ooh, 10. Uh, you can you can rate it out of 10 animal related tokens ten of your choice. 10 gator steaks inside of a pelican's beak. Yep. Yep. 10. <laughs> 10 well-fed pelicans. Yes. All right, so Chris, if you'd like to give your rating from zero to ten, uh, 
gator steak filled pelicans. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be three of ten gator filled steak pelicans. Is that what it was? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So it's three out of ten because nothing happened and the action was terrible. And yeah, the action is slow. It's like the uh, it's like the dumbest choreographed fight scenes where it looks like they don't even hit them. It's it's not good. No. Yeah, the it's... most brutal was uh, Virgil in this scene. Yeah, in this Virgil. episode. Oh, oh the, 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 yeah, we did kind of gloss over the Virgil fight scene where like Virgil beat up a couple of guys. <laughs> Before they he tried to, and it looked like yeah, yeah, it yeah. looked oh, man, the best because you actually knew what was going on, and it was like steady. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. So when you're you're at your six year old was a fifty or six year old man is like your best action hero in your like sexy hot spy show, like that's a problem. The only the <laughs> with with uh, with apologies to Taken. Liam, oh, of Liam yeah, Neeson's the only oh, one that does. Liam Neeson Liam being the Neeson. only exception. Fantastic man, human being, uh, totally not a racist. Yep, totally <laughs> no, not problematic at all. Everything's totally way. fine with him. It's yeah, he's all good. I like not have. I like all, all my faves are not problematic. But as a you know, as a wrestling fan, all of my favorites have never been problematic. Uh, I've never had to cheer for anybody that's like a horrible shitbag of a person. <laughs> Good Never enough. happened. Glad to hear no, that. no. Never once. <laughs> That's well, hard to um, do, you know. Yeah, man. I'm giving this. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving this one and a half. I'm giving this one pelican that Whoa. didn't get a steak. I'm giving this in a, a hung, one hungry pelican. This episode sucked. I yeah. didn't like it. Michael's mom fucked. Good for her. But other than that, this eh, shit sucked. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't good. I, I'd say four for me, just because I liked the the fucking. Of the West, somebody of the Weston family. At least one Weston gets laid. The implied um, fucking naive. And... Yeah, there was no nothing for me. There's no like harebrained theories for me. Like there's no Jeffrey Epstein to get into. Um, right. You I know the, the bad guys are dead. Virgil's too big of a dipshit for. Although he did move to Saint, he did move to the Bahamas. So like maybe he ended up at Little Saint James. Or, like you know, I could see oh, him Jesus. as like I could see him <laughs> as like one of the guys on the grounds crew there that just doesn't ask questions and turns the other you know turns his head. That's and he's just he there to like for. he's just there to like trim mm. shrubs or something. Shrimp shrubs probably mean something gross, too. See, you know, anything can happen. So, like, I guess, okay, okay. So now I'm talking myself into it a little bit more. Uh, So now that there's some Epstein tie-ins, now, okay, we're feeling a little bit better. Uh, Maybe it gets one and a half or two just because of that. I still think four. I liked the scene with Fiona and uh, Michael Wesson. I do feel the music added to that scene. And, you know, she was like, "You you can really empathize with her character or sympathize for some where, you know, like, she just wants to know why the love of her life uh, did her dirty on a mission. Yeah. I, the one thing I would add to that scene, I was like, okay, but I would really like it. If like one of them uh, brought up the notepad and it was just a giant penis. Oh, or dick butt. Is it people still doing dick butt? Oh, dick butt's So epic. <laughs> it's like the epic. <laughs> More so epic fucking... than a narwhal though. No, well, I mean, a narwhal stopped a terrorist attack last week, so narwhals actually are pretty fucking epic. I mean, they're pretty fucking epic, especially when they bake it at midnight. Oh, the narwhal does bake it at midnight. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, I don't think that reference. Well, well, now that we're done rating and being epic, uh, there's a couple of fun things we wanted to do after the episode. Uh, want to start with? Uh, what do you want to start with, Josh? I think the best one is since we just gave our thoughts. I think we we listened to our boy Movie Man Kev. Movie Man Kev, hell yeah. Yes, Movie Man underscore Kev. I read a review of his last week, and it seems like he might have left 
a review of every episode. I hope so. I haven't looked ahead. We need uh, like some movie man Kev intro music. Yeah, what would um like um listeners, do you guys like it's music? It's Kevin Smith. I think it's Kevin Smith. It's movie man Kevin Smith. Movie man Kevin Smith. <laughs> what if it <laughs> was just actually <laughs> Kevin Smith leaving I reviews think that's what every it is. I think this is Kevin Smith. No. Sure, I, can, sure. I think in 2011 he got really bored and started watching a bunch of burn notice and he left reviews oh, on the movie man Kev. I want that to be true so bad. I've talked about my Kevin Smith fandom on this pod before. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I would love that so much. I'm putting, so what's a good Kevin Smith-related song from a movie? That, or from um, oh, God. I'll have to think. I'll, 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 give, me a, give me a few, and I'll, I'll definitely get me into right, some Kevin Smith. Hopefully people are hearing it right now. As yeah. I Real Kevin Smith heads, what's up? So this so Berserker, spoiler. just the Berserker song. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right. Movie Man Kev can go a little berserk sometimes. Can someone do like a Movie Man? Movie Man Kev Berserker. <laughs> movie Man Kev Man. I like that. Um, yeah, so this, is, this, this review is actually warning spoilers, but you know what? Uh, movie Man Kev, a.k.a. Kevin Smith, allegedly, um... You fucked up because the headline of this review isn't hidden, and and it's got the biggest spoiler of all. The headline of this review is "Enter Bly." <laughs> Enter Bly, man. <laughs> Which you know, if you've never seen the episode, you you probably and you just read this review. So uh, this is like the slimmest of like people that have done this, if ever. <laughs> Exit light. Enter Bly. <laughs> Like somebody who went to the IMDb page for season one, episode seven of Burn Notice, or episode six. My apologies to those keeping track of how many episodes we're doing. Um, <laughs> you see this spoiler headline, you're like, enter Bly, and then you start the episode unaware of what's going to happen, and then you just go like, oh, that's Bly. <laughs> yep, it was. Everyone, everybody that's thought it was it. Lions cornerback Dre Bly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Like, Wait, why is Detroit Bly? Lions like, cornerback Dre Ly in Miami? Did he go? Did he get traded to the Dolphins? What happened? Yeah, we're, was there some game between the Dolphins and the Lions? Oh, yeah, man, but anyway, all right. That's a terrible. Let me fucking that's read a terrible this game. Yeah, as a uh, as a Michigan native, I can tell you a Lions Dolphin game is fun for literally no one. No, it's and as a Miami native, I can tell you that game is <laughs> no fun for <laughs> not no fun one. for any of us. No. <laughs> No uh, one's having fun, and that means everyone wins. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the spoiler. So you've already been spoiled of the episode, so don't worry about that. Michael helps, which I had to struggle not to read Michael Phelps. Michael helps Virgil, an old Navy. He's, okay, so an old this, Navy? Dude spelled, this dude spelled Navy, N-A-V-E. He said Nave Seal. Old Nave Seal. An old Nave Seal friend Nave. of Sam's with an unsavory character trying to take away his boat. Meanwhile, Agent Bly makes his first appearance, proving to be much more proactive than the duo of Agent Harrison Lane. Wow, they went to the trouble to put all of their names. Those those guys had names? The other guys had names? The other agents we just kind of knew about and called just agents if we needed to refer to them in any context? Those had names? But yeah, they exited stage left last episode. Uh, a really good Exit episode stage Bly, a... sorry. Uh... What? Exit stage Bly. Okay, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah, exit. Oh, yeah, boy. they exited stage Bly. <laughs> a really good episode that has enough action to keep me interested in enough character development to whet my appetite for future episodes. Agent Bly seems to be a much better foil for Mike, and it'll be interesting Does to he? see where that goes. Does he? Not really? He's Does not... he seem like a better foil? 
He's like, well, how do you foil a guy who has no I don't know. He kind of fucking sucks. Like, he fucking got pickpocketed just standing there at a crowded restaurant by his goddamn target. Like, so, I don't know. He's kind of... And also, he got he got, a, he got his bug beat by a fucking sex toy. Um, what else did he... He just got owned this entire episode. Yeah, really. uh, we missed uh, the magnet that destroyed his laptop. Yeah, oh, he got his, all his files deleted by a homemade magnet in his hotel room. Ooh. Like, this guy I mean, fucking sucks. He's guys... not a foil. He's just been foiled by oh! Michael Weston. Oh, that? <laughs> 10 out of 10. User. I'm going to give that bye, bye. 10 out of 10. Go home to mommy. Pack it in, honey. You look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, plus getting with Virgil's, or sorry, plus Virgil getting with Michael's mom was fairly humorous. My grade B plus. B plus. Well, thank you, movie man Kev, who I want to be Kevin Smith. Uh, we appreciate it. So we're gonna have more more movie man Kev reviews. It looks like I coming up. Yeah, I hope he doesn't drop off. Like I hope one week we'll we'll play a nice tribute at the end of movie man Kev's uh, review stop. Yeah, we'll just start. Yeah, we'll start. We'll play "Arms of an Angel" by Sarah McLaughlin. Yes, in a moment of silence. <laughs> oh man, on my this is, on my Twitch stream, we were watching like this YouTube cooking guy. And, like we found him, and it was like really nice, kind of like a goofy, like wholesome, like Midwestern cooking channel. And like everyone was like really enjoying it, and then we found out immediately that the guy died. Oh no. Oh uh, yeah, it was wild. I'm like, the, and like his last cooking hear. video is um him. It's like a rabbit stew, and he says in the video, "Man, if I could, we have thousands of recipes for this channel, and if I could pick any of them to be my last meal, this would be it." And he fucking died the next day. Wow, that's wild. spooky. That's yeah. not fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- th- as uh, social media uh, ages, uh, more and more of that's happening. <laughs> It's just gonna be more and more dead. Eventually, content. we're all gonna have our deaf like faces all filmed oh, and recorded. Jeez. Wild, wild. <laughs> so yeah, more movie man, Kev. We hope you're alive and well out there some, <laughs> somewhere, Kev. Rest in peace, movie man, Kev. Uh, and one more thing we want to do is uh, before we recorded the episode, we uh, reached out to see if anybody had some questions to ask us uh, for the episode. We asked you to reach out via our Twitter. Um, at burn notice pod we asked you to reach out via our email at uh, burn after noticing at gmail.com and uh, we came up with a couple uh you got one right josh you want to start us off absolutely i'll start off with this one um from jordan haas at jord ha j-o-r-d-h-a um if it wasn't if so basically if the show wasn't set in miami where would we want the show to take place Ooh, that is a good question yeah because like my like they do in the episodes they just they don't they want to keep in miami but then they could just like pretend miami is the detroit warehouse district and uh you know the everglades <laughs> yeah absolutely oh man so we i pretend to be somewhere else yeah, I, it's, this was a hard question for me to answer because this show feels like Miami right off the bat and like I want it to be Miami, like a tropical place like Miami is the perfect locale for it, I think. Um, so I, I do think that the, it's in the right place in that regard. If it had to be in anywhere else, I think Europe, like somewhere in Western Europe maybe or like maybe like a like a Prague or a Bruges or like something like that, like a, maybe like an idyllic older city somewhere where michael's more of a fish out of water so like it's kind of um like the challenges that presents like he's at you know in his hometown and like being back in a place that he was never comfortable in the first place and that's like kind of the conflict i like it if it was the conflict of he's in a place where maybe he doesn't know anybody or where like the sam axe character is like the only person he knows right he doesn't have family or friends or exes and like maybe he doesn't know the language or like has some sort of barriers like that maybe that could create some stuff that might be fun you put in a lot more thought than I did and had a much more serious answer. 
because my answer was Japan and I wanted Michael Weston to be a weeaboo and Sam is his otaku friend and they and Fiona is like a body pillow. <laughs> Waifu Fiona. Yes, that's what I wanted. Oh man, I could just imagine it. Sam Axe Chan. Yeah, I wanted I was like put it in well, first off, I, I was thinking Tokyo or like anyway, because I think that's a like a cool city to set shit, like underground operations and stuff yep it's like it's tokyo 3 it's underground um he has to uh collect um like seven magical yogurts in order to uh grant a wish (laughs) of like in order in order of like granting his wish of like taking away the bird notice against him (laughs) um and instead of being like an elite trained spy he's like an elite trained spy student at a high school like where everyone is a spy student there is an anime with a uh assassin sent into a high school <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> yep absolutely. it's like We're, 21 like, jump street but horny like yeah so like michael weston and like the fiona character are like high school students but sam axe is like inexplicably like 35 but still friends with them i like that like all the yeah. anime tropes and like oh that is like perfect and so instead of like michael's mom you could have like a talking animal character oh or, <laughs> or like, yeah or like a dragon or like just sam axe is like a talking penguin just there to Oh yeah, it, like that would play really well with like the epic random crowd, you know. Man, I'm, I'd be so into that. I'd, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Chris, what do you think? If it could be anywhere else besides Miami, where would you want it? Ooh, I would like it to be in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, Midwest. I like that. <laughs> Why is I like that? that? I don't know. This seems fun. <laughs> gives you yeah, gives oh, like, a oh, fucking chance. No, I would like to see them do all the same. No, it's the, all the same episodes: the Jamaicans, the Dirty Cops, the Mossad, all that. But it's in <laughs> they Columbus. all go through a Columbus. But they're all in Columbus. I love that. Yeah, I wanted to say the Midwest, but I'm from the Midwest, and it was just too easy. It reminds me yeah, of uh, if you've ever seen the show Children's Hospital. One of the jokes was <laughs> that they were a hospital in Brazil. Even though, like, so, like, anytime <laughs> inside, it was like an American hospital. But anytime they had a scene where they were like walking outside, they'd be like in Brazil. <laughs> That's funny. I've never seen that it's show. It's really good. That show is fucking hilarious. And uh, we got one more question. Uh, it was from uh, listener and friend of the streams, Chateau Lobby. Chateau Lobby asks, "Did we know that Jeffrey Donovan was in a Blair Witch Project movie?" <laughs> Oh, that's very funny. You should mention that because I have a copy of, of Book of Shadows Blair Witch Two right here. Because <laughs> yes. So the when I was asked to, if I wanted to be on the podcast, I I said yes, but I was threatening to derail the podcast by just doing a review of Book of Shadows Blair Witch Two. Oh, but that's a great bit. You can, we I would have welcomed that honestly. It, it would have worked if I just didn't. I, I bought it and then I like you know I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I gave up on the movie so many times. I gave up same, on the bit, like the same quality of that movie, and I'm just like, "Why well, I don't want to put myself through that." Fantastic. No, I I know what it is. It's a movie with a big titty golf GF. That ah. Oh, now I want to. What the fuck? Well, yeah, I'm a little more interested. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's the the only big thing about it. Big titty yeah. Blair Witch GF. Uh huh. Michael nice. Weston goes after well, a big titty. Well, uh, Chateau Lobby did also uh, send over a photo of Jeffrey Donovan in that movie, and it's pretty great. He looks pretty awesome, and I'm going to post that on our Twitter. 
Um, I'll, I'll drop that in my Discord as well under the Burn After Noticing channel. Um, <laughs> so it, it's really it, good. So I'll send it to you guys too. It's it's a really good picture. You guys will love it. Um, oh, yeah. It's it's very fun. Um, so bef- I guess before we get out of here, let's plug some stuff. Uh, well, Chris, I have oh, I have oh. a little tidbit, uh, actually a little tidbit about this podcast. Uh, oh, so oh. absolutely. So um, this is there's another show uh, featuring Jeffrey Donovan and Bruce Campbell. Oh! Oh! Wait! Really? Yes, it's uh, Fargo season two, where <gasps> Jeffrey Donovan is like a like a crime, a crime boss, but like a the son of a crime boss who's his okay. Mom. I can see that being a character for him. And then Bruce Campbell plays Ronald Reagan because it's set in the eighties. <gasps> yeah, what? No what? Um, I does he play dementia Reagan? Probably. I oh, I need oh, to man. see this. I need to see this. This could be a bonus. I want to know just what that. Reagan. Yeah, as as I need to know like what Reagan he portrays. Yeah, thank you, Chris. That's when if we talk about that for a bonus, we'll have you back on. No, thank you. Uh, I just remembered like oh, wait a minute. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan was in something else, and I saw, and then I found out. Oh yeah, Bruce Campbell's also in the same season he's in. So I'm like, oh, that's a fun coincidence. The homies getting back together for one last wow. ride. You love to see it. And this is a show about friendship and about homies. And homies, I'm glad uh, we got together and talked about another episode of Burnout. So it was fun as hell. Uh, yeah, I'm Chris, glad we avoided uh, the episode for the most part. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Chris, uh, tell the people where they can find you and plug some stuff if you'd like. Uh, sure. Like, uh, basically, uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, I'm Chris M. Vera, all one word on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch, uh, Chris underscore M underscore Vera. And I'm not currently doing anything on either, but you can follow me. I follow him. I love follow him for when he does stuff. You never folks. know. It'll make it more exciting. One day I'll do something. One day. Be prepared, folks. Be prepared. Don't get burned. Maybe you'll get the bug main grant. Oh, buzz, buzz. Oh, boy. Okay, I guess I'll go next. Uh, you can find me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I said, oh, boy. I was like, no, there was nothing else to that. You can find me on Twitter at ThickFlareTTV. That's all C's, no K's. You can also find me on Twitch, ThickFlare. Again, all C's, no K's. I'll probably be streaming right after we record this. Um, we're doing mostly daily gaming streams now. We're doing all kinds of fun stuff, so follow, stick around for that. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter for updates on all that stuff. Uh, Josh, where can they find you and where can they find us? They can find me at Shake and Bakey. That's a shake with an N and a bake and a Y. And you can find me on that on Twitter and Twitch because I also stream on Twitch semi-regularly. Uh, pretty much with gaming. I did a Shake AM the other day where I uh, took place of Jack AM because they weren't streaming. So you know. Thank you for your service. Yeah, you know, picking up, you know, the streamer's code, you know, no stream left behind. So, yeah, but uh, other than that, you can find us at Burn Notice Pod at the Twitter, and you can email questions at theburnafternoticing at gmail.com. You can send in all sorts of things, you know, you can send in a picture of a kitty or a doggy. Right. Those are fun. Interact and- with us. <laughs> Unlike Michael Weston, we have social skills and we would like to talk to you. Exactly. And I think you can uh, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcast Store so you can. Maybe, maybe you know, we'll rank a little higher and uh, some Burn Notice fans that have no association with either of our accounts will start listening to the show and get a really weird uh, viewpoint of Burn Notice. One day. Boost that pod, folks. Yeah, please leave those, uh, those five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you are listening to this right now. Uh, drop that five star. If you give us a positive review, we love to read them. They give me a super warm, fuzzy feeling. I really enjoy recording this podcast, and I want to make more content for you guys. Uh, having a super great 
time. So thank you all again for listening. Uh, tune in again next week. We'll be back with another episode of Burn Notice, another guest. And, probably um, episode seven. And probably. Uh, more and more <laughs> are saying knows. this. We are looking into it very strongly. Uh, <laughs> I need to check the notes we came up with. Check. <laughs> Thanks for listening again, folks. Don't get burned. Do not get burned. Please, God, do not get burned.